2 Timothy chapter number 4 and verse number 5. He said, But watch thou in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, make full proof of thy ministry. For I am now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight, I have finished my course, I have kept the faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give to me at that day, and not to me only, but unto all them that love his appearing. Do thy diligence to come shortly unto me, for Demas hath forsaken me, having loved this present world, and is departed unto Thessalonica, Cretans unto Galatia, Tasha, Titus unto Dalmatia. Only Luke is with me. Take Mark and bring him with thee, for he is profitable to me for the ministry. Antichagus have I sent to, to Ephesus, the cloak that I left at Troas with Carpus, when thou comest, bring with thee in the books, but especially the parchments. Alexander the coppersmith did me much evil. The Lord reward him according to his works. Of whom be thou ware also, for he hath greatly withstood our words. At my first answer, no man stood with me, but all men forsook me. I pray God that it may not be laid to their charge. Notwithstanding, the Lord stood with me and strengthened me, and by me the preaching might be fully known that all the Gentiles might hear, and I was delivered out of the mouth of the lion. Let's bow for prayer, then you can be seated. Our Father, as we bow before you once again, Lord, we come in Jesus' name this morning. I pray that you'll touch us these next few moments. Thank you for the good singing. Thank you, Lord, for your presence. Lord, thank you for the opportunity to give this morning in the offering. And I pray now that you'll give us liberty and vocabulary. I pray the Holy Spirit would do only the work that you can do. Help us, Lord, this morning not to say or do anything that would call attention to our flesh and may we not grieve you in any way. But, oh God, I pray that you would be glorified. May your son be magnified and may the church be edified this morning. Lord, I pray that you'd help us to lift our eyes into the hills from whence cometh our help. Our help cometh from the Lord. God, may we see no man save Jesus only. We'll thank you for it. In Christ's name we do pray. Amen, amen. You can be seated this morning. I want to preach a few minutes this morning on this subject, on how will you leave this world? How will you leave this world? When you come to 2 Timothy chapter number four, what makes this chapter so different in the writings of the apostle Paul is that Paul does something in chapter four that he seldom, if ever does, anywhere in all the writings that he had written. Paul in chapter four gives a list of men's names. He lists two different types of men, those that helped him in the ministry and those that hindered him in the ministry. And I wanna stop and say this, I wanna be a help to the people of God and a help to the things of God. I sure don't wanna be a hindrance. Can I get an amen right there? And so we see here that Paul begins to witness or, or list those that helped him and those that hindered him. And amongst those men, uh, there's uh, the Bible tells us here uh, that these men, as they lived, most of them died that way. And Paul in chapter four is getting ready to leave this world. He is getting ready to make the crossing. And that's what we see in the life of Paul. Paul is a man who's about to cross over. He has spent his whole life and he has lived for the, in this world for Christ. And he has labored in this world for Christ. And now he's about to leave this world to go be with Christ. Amen. I tell you, it's a joy to live for Jesus. Amen. And it's a joy to labor for Jesus. But the greatest joy of all is when we leave this world with Jesus Christ. Amen. And so we see here Paul is a man that's about to cross over. And then Paul mentions a man here that was crossed out by the man, this man by the name of Demas. We know that Demas was one that, uh, listen, Demas uh, uh, 
looked to this world and he longed for this world and he left and he went back to this world and he walked off the pages of the scriptures never uh, to be remembered again. You know, there are those that are gonna cross over and they may be saved, but they got crossed out in this life. Uh, and what I mean by that is though they were saved, but they didn't finish their life serving God. And I don't know about you, but when I come to the end of the way, I wanna be able to say that I've served God, that I've lived my life for Jesus Christ, amen. I'm not saying I'm everything I wanna be and everything that I ought to be, but I don't wanna quit. Somebody say amen. I don't wanna give up. I don't wanna give out. And I don't wanna give in as Demas did. And we see here that he was one that was crossed out. And then there was a man who was got crossed up. He mentions Alexander the coppersmith. And Alexander the coppersmith is one that stood against Paul. He said he greatly withstood my words. Now, if you serve God, there's gonna be those uh, that are not gonna like your stand. Uh, they're gonna stand against you. They're not gonna stand for you. Can I get a witness on that? I'm simply saying this this morning, uh, that if you live for God, you've gotta make your mind up uh, that you can't serve God based upon people, amen? That's those that are for you and that's those that are against you. Those that are against you will never be an encouragement to you and those that are for you one day, they're gonna leave this world also. And so we must determine that we're gonna leave this world and that we're gonna live for God until the very end, amen? Now when I think about Paul this morning, we know that Paul was a Christian. Paul no doubt was one of the greatest Christians in all the New Testament. And Paul in chapter four is getting ready to leave this world. And I know this morning if you're lost, I would say to sinners, uh, you, need to leave, you need to get saved because if you leave this world, you're gonna die and go to hell. Somebody say amen. I'm saying this morning, you don't need to leave uh, this church without God for you may leave this world soon today without God. The door is open. Now is the accepted time. Today is the day of salvation. And if you'll come to Jesus and call on Jesus, you can be born again by the grace of God. Amen. But when we come to the text and the context of this scripture this morning, here is a saved man that is leaving this world. He knows he's got just a little bit of time. He knows he's just got a few days, possibly just a few hours. Uh, and he's about to leave uh, and to go from this life to the next. Uh, well, Paul showed us in the epistles how to live for God, and now he's gonna tell us how to die, amen? I'll tell you, it's important how to live, uh, and it's important how to die, but if you're gonna die right, you gotta live right. Somebody say amen right there. And so Paul in this text tells us how every Christian ought to leave this world. And I wanna give you these seven things if God will let me this morning on how to leave this world. How will you leave this world this morning? I wanna say number one, Paul left this world fulfilling his calling, amen? Fulfilling his calling. Look at what he said in verse number five. He said in verse five, but watch thou in all things and dear afflictions do the work of an evangelist. Make full proof of thy ministry. Paul told Timothy to make full proof of his ministry. Now the only way Paul could do that was if he had, or say that was if he had done that. He had not been a hypocrite in the eyes of Timothy, but he had been an encouragement. He had been an example to Timothy and he tells Timothy, he said, Timothy, what you need to do is you don't just need to halfway serve God. You don't just need to halfway fulfill your calling, but you need to serve God all the way. Amen. I would say partial obedience is still disobedience in the eyes of God. And Paul was fully committed. He was full. He fulfilled the calling that was in his life. And he tells Timothy here, make full proof of thy ministry. It proved his motive that he loved Christ and it proved his message. Amen. That he preached the gospel unto the Gentiles. You know, that's what God left us here for is to preach the gospel to those uh, that we come in contact with, amen. 
There are people I'm convinced that only you can win to Jesus and only I can win to Jesus. And we ought to fulfill the call of God in our life. Now, everybody's not a preacher. Everybody's not a missionary. Everybody's not an evangelist. But every person that is saved is called to preach the gospel. Is that right? We're called to give out tracts, as Brother Ken was talking about this morning, as Brother Barnes was talking this morning. We're to be a witness to those that we come in contact with, our family, our friends, our loved ones, those that we work with, those that we go to school with, our neighbors, those that live on our street. Everybody on our street should know that we're a Christian. Fulfill the calling in your life. God didn't save us to sin, but he saved us to serve. Can I get a witness on that this morning? I'm just simply saying that we ought to be a testimony to those uh, that we come in contact with. If you're saved, you're never too young to be a a witness. If you're old, you're never too old to be a witness. Uh, We ought to constantly be sharing the gospel. And I want to leave this world fulfilling the calling that God has put in my life. Uh, Don't you want to be faithful, amen? I don't care about being famous. Uh, Don't care about being well known. Uh, Don't care about making a lot of money. But I'll tell you what I would like to do. I'd like to finish right and be faithful to the very end by the grace of God. Paul left this world. I want to say he left this world fulfilling his calling. He left this world in verse number six fully confident. He said, for I'm now ready to be offered. Are you ready to be offered this morning? What that means is, as the old song we sing, getting ready to leave this world. Are you ready to leave this world this morning? If today was your last day on earth, if today was my last day on earth, or this morning, are we fully confident? Are we fully, uh, listen, uh, confident that when we leave this world, we'll hear him say, well done, thou good and faithful servant, in this little phrase here where Paul said, for I'm now ready to be offered. Paul is a, was assured of his departure. He knew that when he left, uh, he was ready. Thank God, and Paul was real, and he was right, amen. I tell you, that's how I wanna leave this world. I want to leave this world ready. I want to leave this world uh, uh, real and I want to leave this world right with God. Don't you? And Paul, my friend, uh, he was assured of that departure. He's announcing that departure. He said, for I'm now ready to, uh, to leave this world. I'm now ready to be offered. The time of my departure is at hand. I'm telling you, Paul wasn't ashamed. Uh, he wasn't afraid. Uh, he was assured, friend, uh, uh, that when he left this world, he could boldly announce uh, and said, it's time for me to go, but there's a full confidence in his heart as he's getting ready to leave. That's the kind of Christian I want to be, don't you? By the grace of God, when it comes time to die, no regrets. Somebody say amen. You say, preacher, do you have regrets? Sure I do. But I'm not talking about the, the, the slips ups of life. I'm talking about when I look back through the long haul of life, I don't want to live my life living for anything else, do you? I'm telling you the greatest joy you'll ever know is living for God, amen? The greatest peace you'll ever know is giving your whole life and serving Jesus Christ. And friend, you can leave this world as a Christian fully confident, amen? I want to say not only did he leave this world fully confident, but he left this world fighting in the conflict. Paul was still fighting as he was leaving. What that means is he didn't get on the sideline, but he stayed on the front line. Somebody say amen. 
Paul, listen, he left this world with his hand still gripped tight to the sword. He was still working. He was still serving. He was still giving out instructions here in this chapter. He's still fighting. He hasn't given up. He's still facing the foe. And my friend, listen, he defeated the foe in his life. He defended and he died in the faith. And I was saying that's how we need to leave this world. We need to leave this world on fire for God. Amen. I don't want to come to the walking years of life. Our health may fail. Our body may fail. But our spirit doesn't have to fail. Amen. In Daniel chapter number 10, as Daniel grew older, his body grew weaker, but his spirit grew stronger. And in chapter 10, 90 something years of age, Daniel is more awake and more alert in all of his life spiritually than he ever has been. I tell you, this body's going to grow old and it's going to grow weak, but I'd like to be more in tune with heaven the closer I get to heaven's shore than I ever have been in all my life, wouldn't you? I'm telling you, friend, you can die with victory down in your soul this morning. And my friend, that's how he left this world, fighting in the conflict, amen. I'll tell you how Paul left this world, finishing his course. He said, I fought a good fight, but he said, I finished my course. Think about all the people this morning that we know that are saved. No doubt they love Jesus every bit as much as we do, but they didn't finish. Don't take for granted this morning that no matter how long you've been serving God or no no matter how much God may have used your life, don't take for granted you're gonna finish. You say, but preacher, I've been saved all of these years. Yes, but it's but by the grace of God. If we make it across that, we're gonna make it in salvation. We're not working to be saved. We know that. But I'm talking about living the Christian life. I'm talking about leaving this world on fire for God. I'm talking about leaving this world with a good testimony. I'm talking about leaving this world and making a mark on society, making a mark on your family, making a mark on your friends. I'm talking about leaving this world. I'm telling you, friend, if there's anything we ought to wanna do, we ought to wanna finish what God started in our heart. I'm telling you, listen, I know he's gonna keep that which we've committed unto him against that day. But there's responsibility on every one of our shoulders this morning as believers. And that's not just to halfway serve God. That's not just to be half in and half out. I'm telling you, we ought to all this morning purpose in our heart that we're gonna die on the battlefield, that we're gonna give God our absolute best, that we're gonna give what God gave to us, and that we're gonna live for him and serve him to the very best of our ability this morning. You see, you don't have to be the best, but you ought to give God your best every day. You ought to serve him to the best of your ability. This morning, don't you want to finish? I don't want to be like Demas having loved the present world. I don't want to be like John Mark who he's profitable now for the ministry but there was a time when he threw in the towel and if you've thrown in the towel, thank God there's grace to pick it back up and to go on and serve God. But I'm telling you, friend, I don't want to get to the end of the way and not finish the course and I would say there's a lot of people changing course in these last days. They're changing Bibles. They're changing their standards. They're changing their convictions. They're changing their music. Can I get a witness on that this morning? They're changing a lot of things but we need to stay the course. Somebody say amen. We need to stay with this old black back book. Amen. We need to stay with a plan of salvation. It still works. Amen. We need to stay with old time Holy Ghost conviction. We need to stay with still going out knocking on doors and telling people about Jesus Christ. We need to stay with going out and sending missionaries around the world. Hey, it worked before and it'll still work now. Can I get a witness on that? I'm talking about friend while there's others are changing. Stay the course. Don't give in. Don't quit. Finish what God 
God put in your heart. Amen. You know, if the Holy Spirit ever convicted you once about it, he should never have to tell us that again. If he ever spoke to you one time or me one time, I promise you this, he's not changed his mind about it. If he dealt with you then, his mind is still the same. Finish the course. Stay with what you know is right. Then I would say this this morning. Paul left this world not only finishing his course, but look at verse number eight. He left this world fitted for a crown. Amen. He said, henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give to me at that day and not to me only but unto all them also that love his appearing. I want to tell you, friend, one of these days uh, it's going to be worth every heartache. It's going to be worth every trial. It's going to be worth every mile when we see his face. Uh, I'm telling you, it's going to be worth every hilltop. It's going to be worth every lonely night. It's going to be worth every tear that ever fell from our eye. It's going to be worth, my friend, every moment of discouragement, every time we ever face the enemy every time we ever had to stand against the foe it'll be worth it all my child when we see him face to face I'm looking forward to that day when we see the son of God I'm telling you friend he is wonderful isn't he and to see his face and to see him in all of his glory and all of his splendor I'm telling you I won't even have to ask a reason why when I get to the other side all of life's sorrows all of life's sufferings all of life's pain they're going to fade away in the presence of the one who loved us and died for us and gave himself. Won't it be wonderful there having no burdens to bear, living forever on the shores of home in the presence of our Savior. I say what a Savior, what a God, what a master this morning. Isn't he wonderful and isn't he worth serving? Hallelujah. What a crown and day that's gonna be when we see Jesus. Paul said there's laid up for me a crown of righteousness. Oh, we know there's five crowns to win. In the book of Revelation, they crown Jesus three times. Uh, I want to say, my friend, we're going to crown him one of these days. Uh, I'll tell you, there's probably no greater privilege and honor than be able to bow at the feet of our lovely Savior and cast our crowns and say, thou art worthy to receive glory and honor and power and strength. Uh, I'm telling you, I just feel like magnifying God. Uh, I'm telling you, he is good. Amen. He is wonderful. I'm thankful for his grace. Uh, I'm thankful for his mercy. Don't you thank him for his love and his kindness that he showed upon us. I'm telling you, he's been so good. And to see his face one of these days, it's gonna, my friend, cure all the mishaps and all the discouraging times of life. You may be here this morning and say, Preacher, I wanna leave this world light. Right, I tell you how I wanna leave this world. I wanna leave this world fitted for a crown. And I wanna tell you, Paul left this world faithful to the cause. In verses nine through 11, he talks about those that, and he even says that at his first answer, he said, no man stood with me, but all, verse 16, forsook me. And Paul said later, notwithstanding the Lord stood with me. I want to tell you something, God will stand with you through thick and thin. Through the good times and through the bad. I'm telling you, through the hard times and the rough times, in the storm and through the trial, through the fire and through the flood. I'm telling you, you may look around and feel like you're all by yourself, but you mark it down, standing somewhere in the shadows, uh, you'll find Jesus, amen. I'm telling you, just like he was a fourth man that went in that fire, but he wasn't just a fourth man, he was a first man. For before they ever got in that fire, there was somebody already in that fire uh, waiting for them when they went. You'll never go through a trial that what God won't go with it through you. You'll never face an adversity that what he won't be there 
there standing by your side. And because he's faithful, thank God we can be faithful, amen? Not within ourselves, but we can be faithful because we serve the faithful one. There are those that have fallen out, those that have faded out, and those that have fizzled out. But I'm telling you, friend, thank God for those men and those women that are still sitting here this morning that's been faithful down through the years and have served God. I'm telling you, you can make it if you want to, if you'll lean on the grace of God, if you'll put yourself in the word of God in prayer. I'm telling you, through the word of God in prayer, you can make it, hallelujah. Brother, I'm telling you, the Bible is the answer for all of life's problems. The Bible is not just the answer, but the Bible is the comfort for all of life's problems. I'm telling you how many times could we say this morning that where our heart has been overwhelmed and David said when my heart is overwhelmed lead me to the rock that is higher than I. You want to find the pathway to that rock? I'll tell you where it's at. It's in this old book I hold in my hand this morning. I couldn't tell you the times when my soul had been lean on the inside but thank God this is like an artesian well. It's like a cold glass of water on a hot summer day. I'm telling you when you're barren and thirsty and dry if you'll open the pages of this book the word of God will be food for your soul it'll be water when you're thirsty it'll be bread when you're hungry it'll be light in a dark place it'll be encouragement when you're discouraged it'll be strength when you're weary it'll lift you up when you're down and it'll bring you down when you get too high it's everything I ever hoped for it's everything I ever needed it's everything I ever wanted I just want to say hallelujah for the book thank God for the Bible I'm glad it's a light into my pathway and a lamp into my feet my friend the entrance of thy word giveth light it's like honey out of the comb I'm telling you friend the word of God it'll help you, it'll feed you it'll strengthen you, it'll guide you it'll, stand, it'll help you to stand it'll be what you need in the time of need this morning Paul said I'm going to leave this world faithful to the cause what is the cause this morning the cause is to serve Christ you're not here to be a husband, to be a wife, to be a parent, to be a pastor. You so say, preacher, we're, we're all of those things. Yeah, but I'll tell you what we're here to be. We can never be any of those things if we're not faithful to the real cause. You know what the real cause is? It's getting up every morning and spending time with him. Hearing from heaven and saying, God... I can't be the husband I'm supposed to be. I can't be the wife. I can't be the mother. I can't be the father. I can't be the pastor. But Lord, this morning, if you'll help be it through me, I can be only what you want me to be. Is that right? He is forever molding us and making us and forming us. You know why? Because he wants us to be faithful to the cause. And then I want to say in closing, Paul left this world. Not only faithful to the cause, but I like this. Paul left this world free from his critics. You know, he talked about Alexander the coppersmith. He talked about those that forsook him. We've all experienced those things in life, but look what he said in verse 16, the latter part. I pray, God, that it may not be laid to their charge. You know what Paul did in this text? He did two things. He faced his critics. That shows the strength of Paul. He faced Alexander the coppersmith and called his name. He faced the fact that all men had forsook him. He faced his critics. But I'll tell you something else. He forgave his critics. Yes, 
Amen. Facing them showed the strength of Paul, but forgiving them showed the spirituality of Paul. It doesn't take a man just to face those that criticize him. What takes a man, a spiritual man, is those that will forgive. So if a preacher, somebody did me wrong, they mistreated me. You ought to be like Christ this morning and forgive them. The Bible said, be you kind one to another. Doesn't matter how they treat you, it's how you treat them. You think about our Savior, one of the most amazing things that I've ever read in all the Bible about Jesus is how that Jesus treated Judas in all that situation. And Jesus looked at him one day and he called him his friend. And you know this morning that Judas was not a friend. We also know that Jesus cannot lie. Friendship for Judas, I'm sure you've heard me say this before, but I want to say it once again. Friendship for Jesus did not depend on how that person treated him, but it's how he treated them. You say, well, so-and-so's mistreated me. They've done me wrong, but at the judgment seat, it's not going to be when I stand before God, how did people treat me? It's all going to be about how I treated them. Paul said, I'll tell you how I want to leave this world. I want to leave this world free from all my critics. And the only way I know to do that is forgive every one of them. I tell you, you want to have revival this morning? Forgive every person that's ever done you wrong. Brother David, you mentioned that this morning in your testimony. What a powerful testimony. You know how he could pray and have that victory in his soul because whatever someone may do to him, he's not, he's not harboring that in his heart this morning. I want to ask you this morning as they come and get a song ready, how are you going to leave this world? Oh, preacher, I'm saved on my way to heaven. Yeah, but if you died right now, what kind of Christian have you been? Have you lived for God? How have you stood this morning? What's in your heart today? Are you faithful to the cause? Are you serving God? Are you fitted for that crown? Are you, maybe you're just doing what you have to do to get by. Don't get by. Give God your best. Maybe you're like Demas. You, you've not went to the world, but you sure got your eyes on it right now. You're looking at those things. I want to tell you something about the shiny things of this world. They'll all grow dim really quick. You think about it. There's not a thing. I was thinking about that this morning. There's not a thing at my house. There's not one thing at my house that I own or have, including the house, that it don't have to be washed, dusted. How many of y'all hate dusting? Every lady in here. I don't dust. My wife does, but... I do every now and then. I feel sorry for her, so I try to help her son. But everything has got to be painted. It's got to be cleaned. Everything in this world tarnishes. It's just temporary. It's come from the earth, and so therefore it's nothing eternal about this world. These old bodies are fading. I don't care how much wrinkle cream you put on. I got news for you, ladies. Well, I don't want to crash the conference, amen. You can buy the latest, greatest cream. You can go get, what is it, all the injections. and You can, you can go get a facelift, you know. And, but it's all falling apart. Now, I don't blame you for doing everything you can until then, amen. Do all you can. These old bodies are fading. They're just temporal. Hey, you know what I'd like to do? I'd like to do what I can while I can. 
I'd like to do something for eternity's sake. I'm not up here telling you I've done everything I should. God knows that ain't the truth. I'm not the Christian I want to be. I'm not the Christian I ought to be. And I'm not the Christian others think. If they think anything good, I'm not the Christian that they might think I would be. But I want to give God my best, don't you? I don't want the things of this world to distract me, to pull me aside. I wonder this morning as we stand, how are you going to leave this world? Right now, today was our last day. Our heads are about, eyes are closed.